0: All right, here we go. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Crush Cast. Today, Shannon McGuire. You've probably seen her video on LinkedIn or somewhere else, Second Generation Equitable Advisor. Shannon, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Jim. So happy to be here.
0: I would love to hear about how you ended up joining Equitable. Because I know when you graduated from St. Joe's, you started somewhere else. So. Can you walk us through what that decision was like in the shift of thinking?
1: Absolutely. My journey to be, being an advisor is a little bit of a unique one. Like you said, my dad, Tim McGuire, has been in this business for 32 years and the biggest fan of this business, as you know, Jim. Um, but he always was trying to recruit me. And I pursued a different career, about a three-year marketing career, which was a wonderful experience for me. Met some amazing people, learned a ton. Was definitely a necessary stepping stone for me before I took this larger risk, but what I think I was missing was the client facing opportunity to impact the lives of others, first and foremost. I felt that lack a little bit. And I also had this itch to grow and pursue a leadership path, at a little bit of a quicker pace. And this kind of solved that, that problem for me. And I interviewed with Carvarth and two years later, here I am.
0: <laughs> I've got to imagine growing up with Tim, who I think is the most positive person that I know, going to equitable events, you had a lot of exposure to both equitable and also the career Mm -hmm. and so this is a pretty significant shift you come out of school and I have no doubt that you had discussions with Tim and others about coming in what was it then three years later like was there a was it an incremental evolution Mm -hmm. of thinking or was there a triggering event anything that really made the shift happen
1: Good question. I mean, I definitely was exposed most of my life to the people. And I would say that was probably one of the largest drawing factors from a culture perspective, just the most amazing people I've met. And they've been such a great supportive system through me uh, throughout this experience. I think that, you know, definitely the impact piece that I already talked about, but also the idea of building something for myself and having this entrepreneurial mindset where you're not in business you know, by yourself, but you're a business for yourself. So we had that kind of mix of this amazing culture where I got to be supported by all these great people, but I had to build something for myself and a client base that was my own. And I think that was just the right, put me right over the edge to say this, this is what I want to do.
0: So now you're getting licensed. You're super excited, but like everybody else, it's a roller coaster. What was it like for you breaking in?
1: Definitely a roller coaster. I think it was exciting because I knew that it was a limitless opportunity, but it was also scary and nerve wracking. Uh, It was a huge risk. It was the turning off of my every two week paycheck. It was the, uh, you know, boots on the ground, developing client relationships for myself. And it was exciting, but it was super challenging. And I really had to protect my confidence in knowing that I can, I can do good work here if I just keep my mindset strong. So that was kind of the balancing act of those first few months in the business.
0: I love that phrase so much. That's a Dan Sullivan phrase that clearly became a part of your philosophy. My mantra. Confidence. Yeah. It, were there any tactics that were effective for you in terms of protecting your confidence?
1: A lot of habit work. I love atomic habits and all kind of personal development um, areas. So that was a big thing for me, protecting my morning routine, my night routine and turning off the business. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're focused on constantly making it work. And I said, okay, I need to take a walk at the end of the day and just turn this off a little bit. So there were a few habits there. Meditation. Um, My dad is the biggest proponent of gratitude journals. So we're a big fan of that, practicing gratitude. Uh, And that really helped me to to protect that confidence and say, I'm very grateful for this opportunity and it's going to work out. I just have to stick with it.
0: Now, was there a point, uh, 2022 was your first full year was there a point where you went from roller coaster to you felt like it started to click? And were there a certain what was it an event or two that occurred that made you feel that
1: way? I think so. I would say about six months in. Is when it really started to flow for me. And I honestly, one event was a really great client uh relationship that I formed. It was a you know a couple that I had known most of my life. And I remember when we kind of wrapped everything up on their retirement planning and their their top priorities. They said to me, uh, we had forecasted everything in their picture out to age 95. And they said, We can't wait to work with you for the next 32 years. And they made a little joke. And that was just Reminded me of why I'm protecting my confidence, and that they see themselves working with me yeah. until 95, and that was really special. And reminded me that all this all this roller coaster has been worth it if I just keep moving along. That was a good. That's
0: so powerful. You know, it, it wasn't the PCs or the case; it was the validation that they wanted to work with you. That's got to feel great.
1: Very rewarding. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I understand you have now entered the PDM program and are pursuing management. What made you think of doing that? What was that process like?
1: Good question. Uh, that has been also another wild ride, but that was something that was important to me in realizing in that client acquisition phase of last year and thinking about how much it took for me to make impact on lives of others. I started thinking about what how it was introduced to me and how I never considered it and how I kind yeah. of wanted to that in front of others and how then that impact for my team could just explode. So that was really the, the driving factor. And I just, I'm so excited to see, you know, what these new folks who come in uh, can do.
0: Your experience puts you in a position where you know that some women are not going to think about the career. And so mm-hmm. it sounds like this is a primary driver for you, helping women understand that this really might be a great fit for them.
1: Yes, that is a primary driver. I think there are a lot of myths about this career that even I fell into. I mean, I had seen it my entire life growing up and I didn't even seek to understand it. I just put it in the box of, he's probably doing math and in Excel spreadsheets all day when looking at my dad. And then here we are all these years later. And I think probably a lot of women think the same thing. And I, I fell right into those myths and now I work to dispel them and saying, I think we're in the business of creating and maintaining relationships. And I think that's an area in which women are inherently strong, you know, think about building trust and communication, education, um, things that our female clients want and we need to just bring in some more female advisors to achieve. So that's a, a primary driver of mine.
0: This is a fun discussion for me. I, I've known Tim and Kali and your parents forever, and they are two of the, you know, probably 30 years, and they are two of the most positive people that I have ever met. I wonder, as you reflect on growing up, if there are a couple of lessons that really have become core elements of how you deal with challenges and how you face life.
1: Oh Yeah, that, I love that question. My parents are my best friends. They are the most amazing parents I ever could have asked for. I am so, so fortunate. They, I already spoke about gratitude a little bit. They taught us from an early age, the importance of being grateful for everything that we have and knowing that we are very fortunate and compared to, you know, a lot of people in the world. I know that my dad always talks about the only two things you can control are attitude and effort. So they instilled that in us, you know, very early on, like you mentioned, they're both very positive people. So having a positive attitude and my mom just said this summer, she, you know, when I was struggling with a couple things for work, she said, just Put your head down and work. It always pays off. And the two of them just combined in in that attitude and effort message. And I guess above all, I would also emphasize their importance on faith. You know, we grew up with a very faith-based household, and that has also served us in in our lives as well.
0: Let's say somebody's listening to this, and they're really struggling. They love the business, but are just dealing with setbacks. And they're almost at the point where I wonder if this is going to work. What advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, I, I spoke about this recently, and I know it's easy to get caught up in this career. We talk a lot about goals and the future. I think that's a huge part and very important part of building our careers. But we also have to focus on the near term and just getting a little bit better. Talk to you, Jim, about the gap and getting caught between where you are now versus where you know you you could be. Um, and that's an exciting way to look, but it also can get you caught in that, hey, I'm never catching up. I'm never getting quite where I want to be. And I'm comparing myself to others. So I would just tell people really focus on the today the short-term things and the little habits that you can do to move the needle. And those are going to compound over time to the point where you don't even recognize where the person you were a month ago. And all of a sudden that really starts to build your confidence.
0: Going back to the only things you can control or attitude and effort. I mean, it sounds like that has become your philosophy. Just execute today, be positive and go hard today. Having said that, let's thought experiment. Let's go out 10 years. Let's say now it is... Twenty thirty three, and you killed it everything that you wanted to have happen happened and so you built your organization you positively impacted others what do you think at that stage looking back the prior 10 years you would be most proud of
1: hmm, most proud of i'd have to say the relationships i have to imagine that by that time in order to to crush it and, and be that successful, that I would have had to build and maintain relationships, not only in my client practice, but in among my team now in this leadership journey. And that would make me feel so proud, especially to see my team's lives evolve, my client's lives evolve positively. And that would just be so rewarding for me to, to be that person on the journey with them all, all 10 years.
0: I always hear, I, I think you're dead right. I always hear two biggies the relationships and the impact. Going back to this client that said, can't wait to work with you for 32 years. What feels so good is the relationship, the trust and the impact that you're going to have on them. All right, final question for you. As you look at the days ahead, whether it's the final four months of the year, this is being recorded in August of 2023 or next year. What are you most excited
1: about? I'm most excited for the amount of change I think about last year compared to this year and how different they were on the pace of change. And it's exciting for me to always feel like I have something new to learn and, and new to grow. I mean, we're very hyper-focused on the end of year here. I mean, our team, our, ourselves are doing a little 30 day sprint for September, setting us ourselves up for a good Q4, but I'm very excited on what's to come um, on the leadership and on the client journey. And it's, it's all exciting and it's moving fast.
0: <laughs> a brighter future. Well, this has been a wonderful discussion. And it is so fun to see you living out attitude and effort and having all of this amazing impact. Thanks for all you do.
1: Thank you so much, Jim, for having me. Appreciate it.